A random background noise? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> There's a background noise. <laughs> You could be, uh, you can adjust it how you like. Is it good? That's good, that's good. Perfect. Somewhere you could show yourself if you like to have a little special appearance come in. It's like a little, little wave. Can I have some water? Can you throw me some water? Yeah, and the cheese Do it, do it. Go for it. This is all you brought. Apologize, let's go. Oh, no, 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 it's gonna open up. Yeah, it's just. Maybe we shouldn't do that on camera. What? Walking? Oh my god, I'm so thirsty. Honestly, dude. Do you guys do you guys not get like does your throat not get dry when doing these things? Like, we don't talk for that long, I don't think. Unfortunately, honestly, I promise you these things would be way longer if we were like if I was able to edit all of it with ease. It takes so long editing. Dude, I heard editing is the worst part of everything. I promise you it is. <laughs> bro, literally. I think about it, bro. So like, I edit it. I have to listen to the whole podcast again. And then you probably have to rewind like 10 and, times. Yeah. Cut yes. and all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then I have to make Instagram clips. So I have to clip different parts of it. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Dude, one of my one of my friends, like, he's like, you know what? We should start recording our basketball sessions, right? Yeah. So then he, so then we start recording. We, oh, my bad. No, like, we, we started recording, recording them. Bismillah. And he's like, dude, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I have to, he's like, I have to watch two hours of footage. And then I have to go back, <laughs> see the same shot, like, five times. Five, yeah. <laughs> like, five times. He's like, I know what's going to happen. Like, spoiler alert, it's going to miss. <laughs> you know? Bro, like, honestly, like, I don't want to, like, I'm just being real as fudge. Alhamdulillah, thank God almighty, I don't get annoyed of looking at my own face. Wallahi, alhamdulillah. You have a pretty face, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I wouldn't be able to do it then. I promise you. That's the only reason why I can edit these videos is because I don't mind looking at myself. Yeah, I don't edit the videos. That's all for us. There you go, bro. That's it. Oh, my God. The chini, bro. That's the second most important part, Chai. Dude, literally. What's your, what's your relationship with Chai, though? Like, that's a lot of sugar <laughs> damn bro dude, you I, sure about I that with to, sugar i have to i have to you, drink what you put in dude i mean i i, I mean maybe i'm gonna put too less yeah, that was, right. oh, was that too much i don't think so i, I felt like that was a lot but you know better i drink chai every day i have to I, it was oh, like, really that's i mean that's the perk of working from home man in the, oh, in the morning you wake up you know you 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 have a meeting in like your shorts and your shirt yeah and then after the meeting you just go in the kitchen make a cup of chai and you know just chill that's cool. So when do you get out of bed when you're, work, when you're working from home? What happened? When do you get out of bed when you're working from home? Let's see. Work starts at 9, so 8.55? Dang. I literally roll over, grab my laptop, and sit in bed. That's still a big deal for me. 8.55 <laughs> is a pretty big deal for me, too. Yeah. I stay in bed, No, bro. No, literally, because sometimes <laughs> it's so hard. Like, it's so hard, because usually, like, when I used to go to the office, I would get up, like, get up at 7.30, you know, uh, get ready, get ready by, like, 8.00. 8.20, 8.30, and then drive over there and still be, you know, still be stressing out that I'm late and all that stuff. This is going online, minutes. by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is going online, so. I, hey, as long, hey, listen, there's like, I, I don't, I'm not going to say what company I work for. That's like, that's like <laughs> breach of interest. <laughs> breach of, <laughs> <laughs> hey, for legal purposes, this is a joke. <laughs> My employer cannot use this against me. Bro, but honestly, they do do, like, use this stuff again. I'm, I'm probably going to mute it out, but like, they do use this stuff against you. Yeah, they yeah, want no, to. Yeah, only, if they, yeah, only if they want to. Though. This is a joke, by the way. 
<laughs> He's lying to us. I love my work. I get up at 8.55 in the morning every day. I change into my dress shirt. And, and, works, and works at 8 p.m. every day. At 8 p.m. Without fail. Without fail. If my company calls me at 1 a.m., I'm there. I'm there for y'all. Now you can get hired by a bunch of companies. Oh, my God. My LinkedIn's going to blow up. So, I think you should make a special guest appearance. Say hello to the camera. Say hello to the camera. I guess come behind me. Just don't move this uh, camera right here. This is not really working out. Like St stand next to Umar. Say hello. Grab this mic the, and the say hello. The gold camera. Are, is she in the frame? <laughs> Do you want to scoot over a little bit? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Hi. Assalamu Simra. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You are here. What are you doing out here? I'm waiting for my food. Actually, I haven't even ordered yet. You didn't order? Okay. No, I'm waiting for someone to come. So Being a very good support, watching your husband uh, do a podcast. Yeah, and using my phone. Yeah. Okay. So when the, what Netflix are you going to watch? Um, I think Gilmore Girls. Oh, God. Nobody has any idea what it is. I feel like it's such a waste of time. If I'm being honest with you, I feel like all that stuff is a waste of time. Netflix? Yeah. Like, Netflix show, TV shows in general, he's just like, no. Yeah, I hate them too. I mean, it's a waste to a certain... Like, it, it depends on how much you're doing it, right? I mean, everyone needs some sort of relaxation. Something to just, like, clear their heads and not do anything, not think about anything. Hmm. Yeah. I, think, I think that's needed throughout the day. Do you, do you watch TV shows? No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I do, I, I, I do like. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Okay. So like anything on Disney Plus, like that's involved <gasps> with Star Wars. Disney Plus. Yeah. So, but that's literally the only reason I have Disney Plus. Other than that, my brothers like watch everything. Like, yeah. But I, but I would, but I, I hate like staying up to like two, three a.m. The last time I did that was for The Office. <gasps> yeah. I binged that is all the best show ever. And I, I will literally like watch yeah, it. I binged nine seasons of The Office in one week. Okay, Jeez. I can't do that. And I, and I was like, I'm never doing this again in my life. That's why, <laughs> that's why, like, that's why my brother has 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 Netflix access. And I'm like, do not give it to me. Please. How do you how do you feel about that? Like after you watch, like binge watch a, a TV show, like don't you feel, you feel a little bad? You feel <laughs> empty, right? Yeah, you feel, yeah. Binge watch, watch it like once a day, you know, for relaxation or like because you. That's want not to. me. I have to know what's going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to know. The no first suspense. time you watch it, that's when you binge. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay, you're crazy. I thought you were just like doing it for fun. I'm like, I'm like, will Jim and Pam get married? <laughs> will it, Will it last? You know. Yeah. No, that's the best show ever. Oh my god. I can't believe it's not on Netflix anymore. How depressing yeah. is that? Did you put too much sugar in it? No, no I, I, I think I put less sugar. Oh, oh my God! That was a lot. Dude, I saw you pour it in. <laughs> it is pretty bitter, bitter though. Yeah. It's really bitter though. All right, so we can go back if you like. Okay, thank you. I didn't know Thal what to do. Like... Thal has alone without his mic. <laughs> oh, so yeah, because like here, I think it's too far. If I... Yeah, it's like you don't know how to hold it. This arm thing is like one of the coolest things. Are we both in frame? All right, bet it's recording. Right, go back over. Okay. Yeah, this is recording too. What are you saying? You want to scoot back over? Or? Yeah, yeah, heck yeah. I'll be in the middle. Dude, this gimbal thing is like the coolest thing. I, I love it, man. Dude, like, this is all new to me too, bro. Like, to be honest with you, it feels like every time I look at it from the outside perspective and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. No, this is so cool, dude. Like, this is like a whole patio setup and you guys made it into like a, like a whole podcast. Thing. Man, alhamdulillah, Allah bless us with the weather being perfect. 
You know, like one time we, me and Taha did a podcast inside of the hookah lounge and the music was so loud we couldn't even post it. Oh, now it's good. Astaghfirullah. Oh, the music. <laughs> the music is loud. It was just absurd. Like, like, I'm pretty sure people who are listening like on Spotify or something, they're going to be listening to freaking constant Arabic music. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Allah turned it off, bro. Allah turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> ya Allah, please. <laughs> Man. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, dude, this is this setup is awesome. Thank this you, is bro. this is uh, just looking at it from behind, like just like watch like watching it. I'm like, man, this is such a professional setup. <laughs> and then just looking at it, I'm like, I'm like, they make it look so so professional. It's awesome. <laughs> it, Thank it, you, bro. It, it is crazy. That's so funny, bro. No, but remember, remember, uh, you were texting me yesterday. You're like, you're like, you know, um, it might be cold tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. And dude, I this was is like, a perfect temperature. Yeah. And now when I woke up this morning, I'm like, dude. An outside podcast would be fire, dude. Right? It'd be so fire. I love the nature. Are you in the nature often? Oh, big time. Subhanallah. Big time. The thing. Okay, so like, <clears throat> I went to LA in January, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the main reason the main uh, the main reason I went back to LA was because in August I went with my family, and I couldn't really do a lot of outdoor activities because you know, like parents and they're like you know old age yeah. they can't like hike or anything like that and all that stuff. So. Me and this friend, we planned we planned a trip to um, to California. We we're thinking like San Francisco or LA, right? I'm like, let's go to LA because I know I know L I know LA. You know, it'll be much easier. We don't have to like discover all this stuff. We can, I can like you know I can plan yeah, everything. Else. Yeah. He's like, cool. So the fir- the main part of LA that I wanted to go back to, or not even LA in California, was Malibu. Okay. Okay. It was Malibu mostly because I loved the drive. Oh, okay. The drive, like Subhanallah, like. Like, just, like, my family doesn't travel too much. So, just being in Houston, like, yeah, seeing this yeah, flat yeah. land and, mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, the humidity and all that stuff. Seeing anything other than that is, anything, like, awesome. Anything, like, just more, <laughs> like, I, like, anything other than concrete, right? <laughs> <laughs> anything other and than broken co- roads. Yeah, like, broken potholes <laughs> and all that stuff, you know, it's like, on Westheimer, pulling aside, making Dude. sure, praying, like, you know, it's like, man, this thing sounded expensive, you know? <laughs> but, Yeah. I went, we went to we went to Malibu and we went to this place. I don't know if you went to like I know you you went to uh, L A before. Yes. Uh, have you all been to um, Have you been to Malibu? I, I I believe I have. I think so. Have you been to Malibu? <laughs> Why does it not ring a bell? Because like, I, 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 I feel like I've heard of Malibu a lot and I know that I checked like the the best things over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a beach, right? What else is? Yeah, is it's it? so the thing is, is, it's more it's more like it's more scenic. And mm, like, okay. up, like it's like there's a route. It's called like it's the best, like the most beautiful highway. Highway one, right? Route one. Highway oh one, yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. So heck that yeah. goes through that goes through Malibu. Okay. And one place I wanted to go go to was called Point Doom. Okay. Point right? Doom. It's a it's a cliffside beach. Okay, cliffside beach. And the thing okay. is, is that that's the first time I've ever went like rock like it's a rock climbing or rock hiking. Anyways, we 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 hiked on the side of the cliff. Wow. It was literally like. The most peaceful thing ever. Oh my god! Just sitting, man, just just sitting on a rock, right, and just seeing the Pacific Ocean. By the way, Pacific Ocean oh, is the most supreme ocean fudge. on planet Earth. <laughs> I, yeah, just seeing that the breeze hitting you and yeah. all that stuff. It's just so peaceful, man. You're right, dude. Just, Simra fell in love with that too. She saw a little <clears> bit of that. Remember the Pacific Ocean? You saw that, dude. How long did you drive on the highway one? So we went to um, probably like an hour and a half, honestly. Dang, that's a, you see a lot I of love, sights. Though. I love you it. See a lot yeah, of I just loved it. And the thing yeah. is, I told my friend, I was like, I'm driving. You're not driving. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. Because I want to enjoy the drive. Yeah, 
Yeah, my family drove from San Fran to LA uh, on Highway One. Right. And that was an experience. Like I would, so I mean, it, it was beautiful. But for after like three, four hours, kind of like I, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. But it was like a <laughs> eight, nine hour drive. And then we got to a certain point, and we're, we're almost there. Yeah. And we're, we're gonna stop at San Diego, I think, for a day or a night, and then drive back up, mm-hmm. whatever. And we got there, and there had been a San uh, Jose. Is it San Jose? Yeah. Uh, San Jose is near San Fran, right? Yeah, yeah. No, this is down. This is down south. Going down? Oh, okay. This is down south, like maybe an hour or two from LA. Um. Well, we we were all we were almost there, and there was a what's it called when uh the rocks fall off off a cliff? Avalanche. Avalanche. Avalanche? Something like yeah. that. Is that with the snow? I think it's with the snow. <laughs> maybe it's just called rocks falling <laughs> on the side of a cliff. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so like literally maybe an hour before we got there, there was a rock slide Dang. or whatever. Oh my god! I had to drive all the way. But that was the most tiring day wow. of our lives because we <laughs> had crazy. to go to LA and back down to get to our hotel mm-hmm. in San Diego or wherever it was. Man, San Diego's beautiful though. It was. Yeah, it was. It was gorgeous. It's beautiful. So, do you travel often or no? Not not as much as I would, as I would like to honestly. Oh, that's like that, everyone. I that's feel why because like. so the reason the reason I went to LA was that. Like in Jan- January was like a tough month. Right? Mm-hmm. I was just so exhausted, you know, and everything like that. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I need to get away. I okay. actually was gonna go by myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna enjoy by myself. Dude, like, right? solo. So the thing is, I actually got the inspiration from you. Actually. No way, because I because I, I, I remember because I remember you uh, like I remember I think I talked to Simra. Mm-hmm. It was like you were gonna go to Kentucky. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. You oh, were going to Kansas by yourself, that right? Had my heart, yeah. And and all that. So I was like, you know what? I think I need to do that. I think like you know just Dude, to yeah. recharge away and all that stuff. Absolutely. But then like then um I told then you know one of my close friends I told him I was like hey I'm gonna go there and all that stuff right and he's like oh let me come with you. Okay. And I'm like you know what like why not? Yeah. Heck it'll, yeah. Why it'll not? be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Like it's not going spontaneous, to spontaneous. I like yeah, that. It's yeah. It's not it's not going to group. You're, you're just going one person. You know it's it'll be nice to have like a. It's like gonna be so travel. intimate with that one individual. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. You know? That's cool. You, you learn. You know. You learn something. You about learn each other. things, bro. Exactly. You learn things. Yeah. So one thing I learned. One, one thing I learned about him, by the way, and I always call him crazy for this, right? <laughs> I can't do this. Subhanallah. Like people who do this, they're 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 like you know they have, they like you know they can conquer the world, but he stays up after Fudger. He stays up until Fudger. After Fudger. After Fudger. He, he reads oh. Fudger and then he doesn't go back to sleep. Mashallah. I mean, Mashallah. Technically, that's what we've been told. That's what yeah. we've been told to do, but that's just so difficult. It's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it is. It is so. Difficult. He takes. He takes the uh, the sunnah nap, right? No, he doesn't even nap. No, no, he doesn't even nap. He doesn't even nap. Whoa! When does he sleep? Like at like yeah. What, what like times does he sleep? Eight, like or something? I have no clue. I wish I, I wish I could answer that. Because <laughs> like, no, he didn't sleep though. He didn't sleep the. I mean, he slept that night. Obviously, it wasn't intimate enough. Yeah, it wasn't intimate. <laughs> he slept on separate beds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, he the first the, he what he would do right after Fudger because I would just go back to sleep. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yep, I'm going back to sleep. Mashallah. Knockout, right? Yeah. He uh, so we had a rental car. Yeah. And he would drive to he would oh, drive to wow. I don't know if you heard of Manhattan Beach. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he would drive to Manhattan Beach and wow. sit there for like an hour. Are hour you and serious? A half. He Dude. would get a cup of coffee, sit on the oh, pier, God, and just man. enjoy the view. That and is. I'm like, you know what? Like, goals. if I could do that, if I had Dude. the if I had like the, <laughs> the, the iman. <laughs> To do that, that be like that'd be so awesome, bro. That'd be so awesome. Subhanallah, bro. You just you just appreciate like when you oh see Allah nature, Allah. you just appreciate like it's like Allah is like sculpting. 
like yeah, you see how he sculpted the world on his design you know honestly i love mountains like oh, i love god I, like i love like elevation yeah uh, awesome just seeing just driving in la and just seeing like the like the mountains like in the back yeah i'm like dude i don't see this in houston i haven't seen no this way, in, like, bro. subhanallah right god man and just the just the ocean like just the ocean the breeze hitting you bro. and even even like the even like temperatures that are just like like nice yeah like like a day like this subhanallah, subhanallah. you're like man everything is just so perfect you know yep you're like, right like subhanallah subhanallah yeah i really feel like nature is something that <clears throat> is like almost in a sense like a direct connection to allah yeah. like spiritually well, it, it was everything everything we see that's nature right is, is handmade by angel mikhail Wow. He, that that's his that's his that job. True? Yeah, that's his job is oh, to really? wow. maintain the earth and, and I mean the the earth is his his like I mean Allah obviously tells him what to do. Yeah. But that's you know like Angel Jabril's role was to bring down the message. His role yeah. is to uh, the nature on the earth. Right. So it's, Israel is like death, you know, mm -hmm. like taking the soul out. Israel, yeah. Israel is like, like blower of the horn, right? Blower yeah. of the horn, yeah. Why do you think Allah has angels to do His work when Allah can do it Himself? That's a very deep question. <laughs> I'm the chai hat. <laughs> uh, you set me up, man. <laughs> I didn't do enough research. <laughs> well, no research. It's just thoughts. Yeah. Like what, what? Same reason he created us, right? I mean, he created us to worship him. He created the angels to do his his tasks, right? It's just, it's uh, Allah can do everything, right? But he's given roles and assignments to every, everything. We ha we have plants to help us breathe, right? I mean, he, he, doesn't, he didn't need to create plants to make oxygen. He just made us self uh, self. Um, Reliant, but he he made us rely on plants for oxygen because they they play a role. Mm -hmm. So I mean, everything has a role that he's created. He won't create anything without it having a specific thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's like I think I think that's that's the most perfect answer you can do. Everything's like a system. Yeah, everything's right? a system. Everything's yeah. a system. It just works. And and it's I mean like like going back to it, like you know how we say nature and like the weather and everything. Everything's just so perfectly in order. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like Allah can just snap and just anything can happen, right? But it's yep. just like it's like it's like a free flowing, like you know, like an automated, like yeah. you know, the world is like an automated system. Everything's honestly. working. Yeah, everything's working its, by itself. In this, in this, uh, it's task. a mir it's miracles, honestly. Yeah. Like you just look and you just like think you're like man, like you know, clouds, mm -hmm. like you know, right. you, like you see them. Sometimes you don't see them. Subhanallah. Right. Yeah. And there's 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 a, see like scientists, well, like a lot of them, what they do is like they they explain how things work in this world and say there's no God. But the thing is that Allah doesn't do things without meaning. Everything that has happened, there is a scientific reason to how it happened. Right. You know what I'm is, saying? Is that is that the test? Is making everything seem logical so it, it tests our faith? Because I mean, in reality, right? If you couldn't... If you didn't know how the world worked, right? If you didn't know, it was like, how, why is it raining right now? Or why is it not? But the fact that we know it kind of tests our faith a little bit because it, it brings a logicalness to it. Yeah. Um, well, I see. I see. I think Allah is logic. That's that's what I feel like. Right. But like, like imagine if like right now out of nowhere it started raining, right? And you couldn't you couldn't even. It's like there. Like, like predict. Yeah. It's, it's like all of a sudden the clouds aren't even gray, but it starts raining. You'd be like, what the heck is going on? It has to be yeah. some external force doing it. But since everything right. is like. Kind of explain, right? Evaporation happens; that it builds up in the clouds, moves moves elsewhere, and rains. It right. kind of takes away that directness of Allah, which which to me feels like as it's part of the test of this dunya is having having answers 
So I feel like even when you know about all this stuff, like it's about a rain tomorrow and stuff like that, it's always a chance of rain or a chance of it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so if it does start raining right now, it could be some uh, weather phenomenon where they're like, oh, this happens only 5% of the time and it randomly occurs because of the wind does this. But they don't expect it to happen and it just happens out of exactly. nowhere. You know, I feel like that's all they're doing, you know? But 100% all they're doing, right? But the fact that we can rationalize it, right? It's the fact that you can pinpoint why it happened. It's kind of, it, 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 that's what gives atheist ammo, right? It's like, oh, we, we know how everything happened. Right? It's right. not, I mean, we, you're talking about the factor of the unknown. Right, basically. right. So they're, they're, the, the more unknown there is, the more you have to rely, you have to think about an external power. But the fact yeah. that Allah has made everything so, like, everything makes sense, right? Even, even like, the Kaaba is the center of the world. And, like, like how, the fact that everything makes sense is, like, kind of a test for humanity where it's, like, everything makes sense. You can believe that this is just normal. But it, has to, it takes faith to believe in Allah. A higher power, exactly. But if everything was just completely random, right? You would, it would be easier to believe in. No, that's true. That's pretty true. Like for example, like the most recent example I can think of was is the weather on Friday. Um, there was a plan, like there was a plan between me and a couple of people to play basketball, and we played we played a court that's outside, mm -hmm. right? And then I told them I was like, hey, I don't think I don't think we can I don't think we can do it because the weather app says it's gonna rain, right? There was nothing mentioned. First of all, it did not rain Friday. And second, and second of my all, my plans got ruined. <laughs> yeah, my plan got ruined. And third, like then there was like a whole gust of wind that just came out of nowhere. And so you, it's like it's so hard. It's so hard to think. You're like, you know what? Like, our our mind is just so limited. Yeah. You know, our tools and resources are just so limited. Yeah. You know, like there's just some things like 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 Taha you were talking about. Like it's just just Allah mm -hmm. that happens. You know. Yeah, that's very interesting that you said, you know, like, the logic is the test behind it. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like it's not much, I mean, like, I see, okay, it's just like an additional thing that Allah gives to a human being. People become, uh, they transgress against Allah if they have abundant amount of wealth, sometimes. Abundant amount of knowledge, for example, like the logic side of them could also make them go astray as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, think about atheists, right? I mean, what's the whole premise, right? The, the whole thing is there can't be a god because we have we have answers to everything, <clears throat> right? That, that's their whole thing is oh, the world was just created. There's a big bang theory. I mean, you, I mean, us as Muslims can argue that, right? But in their minds, oh, there was a big bang theory. What happened? by uh, bacterium became animals. Animals became humans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they they don't have like that. They they believe in that, but they then they think, oh well, then how did God create human if this if this world just did it itself by by evolution? Yeah. So that's when they lose their faith in in God. Right. But if they didn't have that, right? It's like, how, oh, I don't believe in God. Why? They can't. They don't have any rationale behind it, so they can't not believe in a higher power. Yeah, it's more it's more than just using examples, honestly. Yeah. Like like oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, but. There was there was a video that uh, that I watched recently. I forgot. Uh, I think his name was Ali Dewa. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ali Dewa. Yeah. Ali Dewa. And he was answering some questions and all that stuff. And it's like, how do you know that? How do you know that God exists, right? And his answer, really, really kind of made sense. Because the thing is, like, everything is dependent on everything else. For example, like plants, they're dependent on oxygen to survive, right? They release CO they release CO two. Oh, it's the other way around. Plants get CO2 and then, you know, they release oxygen. Humans breathe oxygen. It's a cycle of dependency, mm -hmm. right? Everything, if you can chain everything back in science to something being dependent on other. So there has to be one thing that's not dependent. There has to be one source that's not dependent that's, on anything. That's the power supply. That's the power thing. supply, yeah. exactly. 
So, like, what rationale do you have of that? Other, like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what was there before the Big Bang Theory? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what can you date back? What can you date? Like, what? Like, like, like he said, like, what is the power source? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, how can you, like, how can you, like, how can you say that, you know, even if you, even if you, like, even if you say that there's a power source, right, how can you make him dependent on something, like, something else? Yeah. Then it's just a whole infinite cycle of dependency. Infinite, it doesn't, it, like, that doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't, it can't work like that, yeah. Not at all, it right? Just, it, has, it has to stop somewhere. Yeah. It has to stop, <laughs> it has to stop somewhere, right? somewhere, bro. Or it has to start somewhere. <laughs> subhanallah, subhanallah, yeah, yeah. true fact. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is what nature makes me think of. Yeah, <laughs> this is what nature really does. I yeah, really, this is why. But yeah. like what like uh you guys you guys recorded an episode in uh at Yosemite Yosemite right? yeah Yosemite that's like my number one bucket list really um, Yosemite awesome. I love Yosemite I love it Bro. just seeing pictures of it and, every, yeah. and everything like that and even then like you know like I I had a very, I had a really big Yosemite craze at one one point before I went to LA in, in August right uh-huh. I was like man I, let, let's see where we can make it work like let's see where Sweet. we can go to Yosemite right and then I, and then you know obviously it didn't we couldn't do that and all that stuff but. Inshallah, like you know, Yosemite is on the bucket list. Heck yeah, dude. it is on the bucket list. But Heck yeah. it was, but that I love that episode so much. Just like you guys, like there's just nature that there's a creek flowing. <laughs> it was I awesome, it. dude. That's awesome. Me, me, me falling in the creek. No, he fell, bro. It was so funny, bro. I had no chill. I had a bag. All of our equipment that we just bought was inside this bag, and I'm jumping over stones, and there's literally a creek behind me. If no any of that way. stuff fell, gone. But I don't know. I just felt like I could do it, so I did it. <laughs> no, you have that invincibility when you're like in nature a little bit. Yeah. Like, same, same thing with like like when I when I was when I was going on the cliffside of Doom and of uh, Point Doom, I was like just jumping and all that. I almost slipped and I I almost fell in the water. Oh my! But God. I was like, but I was like, oh shoot! And I just kept doing the same yeah, stupid yeah, yeah. things I kept doing. <laughs> it's a natural Bro. high. Yeah. It's it's so weird. Yeah. It's crazy because I saw because I have extreme allergies. Oh wow! Right. Okay, I have extreme, yeah, I think same though. Yeah, yeah, I have extreme allergies. So, so the thing is, I was born in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. I did not have allergies there. I oh. came here, my allergies became insane. That's so weird. I went over there to LA, my allergies went away. What? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pollen here. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's yeah. the humidity and stuff like that. It's like Florida's really, really dry. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely less allergens there. So actually, so I actually brought that up to my to my. Um, to my ENT and he said that you know like sometimes like like the ocean breeze can play a factor as well just being by Whoa. by the sea that's weird since the air is a bit more clear hmm. a bit more clean yeah it yeah. could also help like you know it could Whoa. also help that as well hmm, that is pretty awesome it's like wow. a natural like, like like I guess a natural allegro yeah <laughs> speaking of the sea um they like there's been talk that shaitan literally has a throne somewhere in the ocean have you heard about that Oh my God! If you're, if you're going, if, if you're going, if this is going where where I think it's going, I mean, I don't know. The, maybe let's the see. The Bermuda Triangle is that what you're talking about? Maybe, bro. Yeah, I I, I read I that somewhere. About that, yeah. Really? I, yeah, I saw that somewhere. People like theorizing that you know, like a lot of bad things happen in like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. So is that where like Shaitan's throne is? So I I I've always thought that's where the Jal is, right? I think he's he's somewhere oh, on the planet. Yeah. Is it the Jal yeah. or the Beast? The Jal. The, the Jal. Yeah. Yeah. He's on an island chain. Yeah. Right. He's on an island yeah. chain. Where the only place we can't get to is the Bermuda Triangle, right? Anytime anyone tries to go there, something yeah. happens. Something. And the, oh. there was like one group of Sahabas that ran into him, and that's all we know. And, and I think they described themselves as like getting lost at sea too because of the crazy waves. Yeah, and they didn't even know. So yeah. like, could that be? The Jaw will have access and control to everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. They say that he's right? gonna enter every single home. 
this is one of the signs. I think it could be through phones. It could literally just be this. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm thinking too, bro. What if it is like facts? Just yeah, just think about it. like, dude, we li- our whole lives are on this thing. <sighs> yeah, for everything real. like you know from from the most public thing we post to yeah. like to like you know our notes. Sometimes you know people post dude. private things on their notes. Right? Yeah. Nothing like these days you can find out anything about anyone. Yeah. Right. It's 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 so it's it's so insane. Like no matter no matter what, like you know, the only reason I have an iPhone is because Apple claims that you know their security is like top tier. And Damn. Everything. So you think about that before you purchase? No. Yeah, it. I do. I I'm I'm cool. a huge privacy guy. Huge privacy. Dang, guy. That's yeah. cool, dude. What yeah, do you think yeah. about Google Photos? Because I have Google yeah. Photos. I do not use Google Photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crazy thing is, I don't use iCloud actually. I don't use iCloud. Yeah. I actually, the thing is, is that for my photos, I have a separate hard drive for my photos, right? I, I'm so paranoid yeah, yeah, yeah. about about data leaks. I hate data leaks. One time, it actually happened in in in, in uh, one of my doctor's offices that they had like a data leak. Oh God! And I thought it was the end of the world for me. I was like, I was like, oh man, like you know, I'm gonna cancel tomorrow. <laughs> what <laughs> the just, hell do you have on your phone? For legal person, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're supposed to say, right? <laughs> You just lying to us on the podcast, guys. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a joke. Everything is a joke. But no, dude. Data, data is just like just super. Like it's so scary. Oh no! Crazy story about about a data leak is that um, one I was at work one day, right? Yeah. And then my boss called me in. Spoiler: My boss was my dad at that point. <laughs> nice. So he he called me into the, he called me and he's like, Umar, did you file for unemployment? What? I'm like, I'm like I don't. Think so? I'm at work. <laughs> I've accidentally done I'm it. I'm like, I'm at work. I don't think so. And then he handed me the unemployment. It had my social security on there. Yo, what? And it had my brother's name on like the name. What's your social security number, by the way? Huh? What's your social security number? Oh, by it's the way? actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Have the card. We right need here. a vivid. Ima- uh, yeah, we, we, should I show this camera on? or this camera? Yeah, we, we gotta know what the exact letter said just for future reference. <laughs> oh, oh, purposes. You know, re- research purposes. That, that's the worldwide. By the way, gas these days. Bro. Gas. You wouldn't know. Thank God, Oh my God, you know, you know, one, you know, one of the reasons I like, I, one of the reasons I, I told myself, I'm like, yeah, me and Faraz are gonna get along really well, is because he got, he has a Camaro, he had a Camaro. Yeah. First time oh, I yeah. saw, first time I saw like his Camaro, I'm like, God damn, this guy's living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your Camaro was so beautiful, bro. so beautiful. When you tr- when you got rid of it for your Tesla, something something hurt a little bit. Something something like, hurt me too, bro. Something hurt. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, why don't you just give it to me, man? Yeah. I'll take care of it. I promise. <laughs> no, but then now looking at now looking at it, dude, like, uh, like, like, uh, my dad had like we got a truck for my dad, and it cost like 115 dollars to fill the tank up for him. Insane. I'm paying ninety bucks a week on for gas right now. It's ridiculous. I started. I literally took my my dad's car. I'm, like, I'm driving this for a while. You can drive my car. By the way, by the way, do you have like a charger at home? I do. Yeah, yeah. You do. So like every morning you wake up with a full tank of gas. Pretty much, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And that, like you know, like Tesla, Tesla's Tesla is like like uh, what's the word? They're like uh, they're really like not prideful. What is, what's that word? Uh, passionate cocky they're really cocky oh right are they yeah they're really cocky right now i mean look at the gas yeah, price. yeah 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 right now they're they're <laughs> laughing at everybody right now yeah dude. man you know what's funny as heck 
I didn't even know how expensive the gas prices were until my cousin was like, hey, dude, aren't you happy you uh, got rid of that Camaro right now? <laughs> and he sent me a picture of the gas prices. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this was happening. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get like 60 miles a gallon, bro. It's not, it's not fun. No, not at all. <laughs> Terrible, bro. Terrible. You know when you know when uh the last day in the last day in LA, I was uh me like me and my family were filling up the, the you know when you when you return a rental car you gotta fill up the gas right yeah we we're filling up it was like five fifty a gallon oh and I'm like man thank God I live in Houston like, <laughs> I don't have to pay for anything small look at this bro <laughs> we have no control over anything bro man. that that's that, you know that's one thing I really miss about about California though like you know sometimes sometimes at night like after a long day. I love going around like alhamdulillah like my neighborhood like really, like it's pretty nice since mm-hmm. I have like a bunch of lakes over there. Mm-hmm. But like you know it's nothing compared to like like just like pure nature. Mm-hmm. You know? Just like the pure like breeze hitting you and all that stuff. Yeah. Even when you're like miles away from like uh from the ocean. Our hotel was like 10 minutes away from like the ocean, but we still felt that breeze, you know, the air was like super crisp. The temperature was awesome. Like there was no like humidity. Oh, you know? yeah. I hate humidity, man. It's like so disgusting. That's the only thing that ruins things, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think that's the only thing that Houston lacks is, is some nature. But everything else we have. And it's 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 kind of double-edged sword, right? You move out to, like, L.A., right? And it becomes unaffordable. You can't, you can't li- live no, there, No, you can't, right? yeah. But then here, it's like you're lacking that. But I think it's kind of a good thing that we're lacking that here. Because it makes you appreciate it when you go on vacation more. Exactly. Right? Yeah. If, if you live in those areas, like, I mean, yeah. you think about it. How many people do you think that live in LA actually enjoy the nature there? Nobody. They all. They all no. Party, no one. Yeah, right. No one. It's just it's nice being there because it's you know LA, but they don't enjoy the nature it's because they you, you get used to it. So unfortunately, it's, it's the same thing in uh in like Saudi, in like Makkah and Medina. People who live there don't like. To them, it's like, oh, we're going to, I'm going to Masjid, like, you know, I'm going to the Haram today. Dang, bro, to you think Isha. it's like that little to them? I like, know, I don't think, I know because, <gasps> my, I, because my, because my dad says the same thing. My dad's like, my dad's like, you know, like, they're just so, people who are just so desensitized to that, it's just like a Masjid to them, man. Well, it, it kind of depends on Iman, right? Like, cause I, I met in, in Medina, like you, I would see these people who were there, you know, like, working there every day. Like, Fajr, Masjid Nabi was packed. Oh, yeah. But Zohar Asr Maghrib wasn't. So Zohar Asr wasn't. Maghrib was packed. Isha was packed. Yeah. All these people who work in the surrounding areas are going there for all their namazes. I mean, so I think it really depends on the person. No, so yeah, I mean, you're right. Look, look at us, right? Like, and be honest, I haven't, other than Jummah, I don't really go to the masjid, which, which I, need, I need to fix. But mm-hmm. um, we don't. And, and even though it is a house of Allah, I mean, I, I don't have any connection to it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I did when I was a kid. I don't now. <clears throat> and it's, but like... In Ramadan, you can go there multiple times a day and you feel that energy. So it, it really depends on you yeah. and your iman at the time of when, what, what part of life you are in. Yeah. That's, the, the, you know, that, that, I mean, that's kind of, that's great that you mentioned that because, you know, um, I was, I was literally just talking to someone about the Ramadan high that people experience. The Ramadan high. Dude, one reason I love Ramadan so much, right, is that you kind of get away from all this, like, toxicity of the world. Like every like anything anything that doesn't have to pertain with your iman, you can just cut that out like that, right? It's it's a bit harder since like you have when you have like a corporate job, right? You have to wake up at like nine in the morning and all that stuff. But like when I used to work for my dad, right, things were a bit more flexible. I would I would like you know I would have the opportunity to stay up at four a.m., read some like you know read the hud like the hajj, go to the masjid and all that stuff, right? And that's the that's the time where I'm like you know what like I wish I could live life like this, man. I really wish, you know? Yeah. It's just so peaceful. 
like my my connection with Quran isn't that great. I'm like just this is just being honest with that. But um one like when I go to the masjid for like for um for tarawih, you know, there's some reciters in Houston like you know like Imam Ahmed, Hamza Gia, all like all like all this Their qiraat is just so so like, smooth. I call it smooth like butter. Right? It's just so pleasant on the ears. You're just like, man, I wish I could like I, like I wish I could just live this lifestyle yeah. every day, you know? It just seems like a peaceful thing. And like like Taha, like we were talking about like you know Umrah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fr- I went to Umrah once, and that was in 2014, right? The first place we went to was uh, we went to Medina first, then Makkah, mm-hmm. right? We actually missed our flight, Oof. so we had two days less in Medina, right? But you know when we got when we landed in Medina, it was Fajr time. It was 15 minutes before Fajr. We went to we got to our hotel. We checked in. It was 15 minutes before Fajr. We were like. My dad and our entire family were like, you know, we're so tired. Let's just relax. Let's read Fajr in the hotel and all that But then for some reason, five minutes before the, like, the Akama happened, my dad, my dad was like, let's go, let's go. Like, you know, for some reason, like, you know, just some energy wow. rushed into him. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. So then we rushed in. And you know, like, like in the, in the mosque, like when the masjid's field, they closed the doors, right? Mm-hmm. We were the last people inside the masjid. Whoa. And that was, and I swear, I swear, bro, I've, that was one of the most peaceful moments ever, ever. Cause I was, it was so surreal. It's like you hear birds chirping in the oh, masjid. Everyone is dead silent except for this guy who picked up his phone in the middle of like, middle of the namaz. You know, people actually do that. That's actually like a, that's a thing. People wow. pick up, they answer their phones in like the middle of the namaz. That's so that was for like five minutes. But oh, what that, the frick? They talk in the middle. Yeah, of he was, he's like, he's like, like he was just saying something and all that stuff. And then the imam was like, Allah He's like, oh, assalamualaikum. He was like, what? Allah And I'm hmm, like, oh, okay. that's a really unique. Different. I, I guess a different like. Um, Madhab or something like that. Yeah, the, the Fajr Namaz Adhan hits different. Hits different. It really, like, it makes you feel like, okay, like, Dang, you know, it gives you that little burst of energy because you know, it's like, it, it's being announced. Like, That's like bone Prayer is better than sleep. It is, dude. Yeah. It is. And the thing is, is that, is that when you go and read Fajr in like, like Medina, right? You go read Fajr in Medina and the same thing goes back to like the, the Iman high of Ramadan and all that stuff. I wish I could do that every day, bro. Like, you know, going to the masjid, going to the masjid, reading Fajr in the masjid and all that stuff. Like, but unfor- like, unfortunately, I don't, I don't have that discipline in me, you know? Yeah. It, it, it depends, right? Like, I mean, in reality, right? If we could all take a year off and live in Medina, we would, we would do stuff like that. Because you, yeah. you don't have the pre- pressure of this life, right? I mean, yeah. if you had enough money saved up, you didn't need to work anymore, you want to live in Medina for a year. That's what you do. You go to the masjid five times a day, pray your namaz, read Quran, because yeah. that's you get away from this dunya, right? But when when you have to do this dunya and and Islam, it becomes a point where like you get burnt out. You're working so eight hours out. a day. You go to the masjid takes thirty to forty minutes each time. It mean it becomes very difficult. But when yeah. you in Ramadan, the reason why and most of us let's let's be honest, our jobs we don't work as hard in Ramadan. Because we, I mean, I I nap, like, I nap during lunch every day in, in Ramadan, right? And that yeah. that gives me energy for the rest of the day. For legal purposes, it's a joke, right? <laughs> no, no, that no, was my, a joke. Right? <laughs> my, my company knows I nap during lunch. <laughs> um, no, but it's just it's just natural in Ramadan. You just like just tend to work less. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's have y'all like when you do Sunnah fast outside of Ramadan, it's so much more difficult. It, it's it's crazy. Are you talking about like oh you're talking about fasting? Sunnah fast when you oh yeah you try to do Mondays and Thursdays you'll be like so tired and then oh you do a whole month of Ramadan you're good. 
They don't oh even feel anything. Do y'all do y'all um do y'all do the fast after Ramadan? The six fast of uh, it's so Shalom? hard. It's so hard to do. It is man. so hard. <laughs> I feel like my, at that moment, my body has already taken such a toll that yeah. I'm like, if I do any longer, I'm just gonna collapse. It's it's because you take a break. You take a break for Eid, and then it just breaks your like habit. You eat that biryani and the hari and all that. <laughs> you're like, oh man, this is life. You know? <laughs> this is life. And then like f- finally, like the second half of like you know like Ramadan, like Shawal. Yeah, the like second half of Shawar, you're like, all right, I got to do these six fasts now. And it's so hard. It is so hard. You're just like, you're like, oh my God, like, how did I do this for 30 days? Dude? Yeah. How did I do this for 30 it also days? helps knowing that everyone else is doing it with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, in Ramadan, you don't have a choice, right? It's like, I have to. And then at the show, I was like, I mean, it's good too, but I don't have to. And because and, 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 Shaitan comes back and he, and he yeah. talks to you like, hey, you know, you already did 30 days. Why don't you do it tomorrow? Start start tomorrow. Do your, you yeah. Know? And then it becomes a point. Like, last year, like, I'm gonna do the last six days. Yeah. Literally, day six, I forgot, and I'm like, I can't even do it anymore. So, yeah. So how do you know when Shaitan is whispering to you, versus it's just thoughts in your head? I think I think for me, it's it's when it's when like, for example, like for like Isha Namaz, my family likes to do it at the masjid. Mashallah. And then there's, um, I think it's it's when we all feel lazy. Hmm. We all feel like lazy and all that stuff. At the end, you know, at the end of a long day, right? You you work, you know, you're like 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 you said, you were burnt out and everything like that. Even going to a masjid five minutes away, it's like it's literally like you have bricks attached to your hmm. to your legs and all that stuff. So I feel like that that's what I mean. Anything that I feel as if like you know that's taking me away from like you know not doing something which I know will boost my iman hmm. or that'll make me do something good. I feel like that's. That's what. That's when Shaitan whispers in my ear. Yeah, I, mean, I think Shaitan's whispering constantly. He's trying, constantly trying to like make slip up a little bit. So I was like, hey, like, hey man, pray, pray a little bit later. You know, like you're, you're trying right now, pray in five minutes. Even that, even if you do pray in five minutes, it, it delays your namaz five minutes and reduces the sawab. Yeah. Even all small things, and it, and I mean, I'm I'm a lazy guy. Like, I'm I'm really a lazy guy. So for me, I mean, no I, doubt, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm fighting that cost constantly, it, it, but. And, but you realize in Ramadan you don't have that, and when you when you realize how different your life is pre Ramadan and during Ramadan, you'll see all the time Shaitan is whispering in your ears. At that point, he's not, and then you'll see the difference the difference between your habits and Shaitan. Is there a, a, ever a time where you can like seriously like just like sit there and be like, you know, this thought came in your mind, and you'll be like, no, 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 that's just Shaitan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel sure. like that's so hard to detect. No, especially with namaz. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like especially for namaz, right? It's like, um, you know, actually sometimes, sometimes, like for example, like um, a couple of days ago, like I was, I was just so focused into work. There was just so much going on at work, right? And like, um, there was a notification that po- that popped on my phone. I have, I have, no- I have notifications that, um, that you know, like there's like ten minutes left in the month, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same. It just popped up like that. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't read Usher. Like, and but that's like the subconscious. I feel like that's a subconscious thing. That's like you know, that's Shaitan whispers into you, like, yeah, you gotta work, just put it in. You know, oh, you gotta, you gotta finish this first, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. I, I guess that that, that like, happens. That, to yeah, that's that something happens like that. But I feel like, like when I'm sitting down, especially when you go into the masjid, mm. like when you're like, I don't know, and I'm like, oh nope, that's Shaitan. Like you know, let's let's get yeah. up and let's go. Also, yeah. but no, you're right. Sometimes it's, it's very hard to like just pinpoint and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, in a sense, it's your bodily desires that are shaitan. Honestly, that's what it could be. It's just all the desires that you have. You know, the lazy feeling. It yeah. feels good to freaking sit back and relax when you're feeling lazy. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. And and also whenever I'm in like in the middle of like a, the zone, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. and like the the prayer is getting delayed, I sometimes think I'm like, well, okay, once I I'm like in the zone right now. Once I get out of this zone, then I'll go pray. Right, 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 right. Otherwise, I'm gonna break through this thing, and it's so freaking weird. Shaitan makes you like super focused <laughs> at that moment on your work. And then you get a call from your boss that you normally can hit. Hey, I'll call you later. But then you feel pressure to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so much I, yeah it, it almost, he almost like makes this life seem more important than the prayer. I think that's kind oh, yeah. of the, yeah. that's his job. See, oh, another another point I can pinpoint is Fudger. Yeah, man. Fudger's oh, hard. Oh my god, like just getting the blanket off of you hard, like, at Fudger time. It's hard, it's, bro. It's like taking a stone off your yeah, chest. Yeah, facts. Dude. And it's also hard especially when you're like going to sleep late, bro. Isha too, dude. Cuz it's just the the namaz you can delay the longest. Oh yeah. Because you can yeah. do it up here before you sleep, <laughs> so right? It's, it's like, it doesn't get cut until like 2, 3 a.m., right? Yeah. So you're sitting there, okay, I'll play later, you play later, I'll play later. And then you go to bed when you're dead tired. You lay down in bed and you're like, I didn't read this show. And when you're in bed, you have that weight on your chest because you're tired as heck. Oh, my God. Getting on praying this show. And, and that's why, like, here's a hadith that says, Isha and Fajr are the hardest namazes for the hypocrites. Yeah, this episode for Fartaha Theory is sponsored by Simra's Tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should record that. That's fine. No, no, but no, but she she's totally right. Yeah, like uh, like especially it's, like, I feel like it was much easier when the time like you know the time changed today, so it's a bit more difficult to do oh, yeah. that. But like I, now I, when it's like the gap together, it's so much easier. It, yeah. it, like for me, for me, namaz was so much easier when everything was gapped together. Like like, like yeah, one wuzu. You, it's like Fajr, Zohar, Samagibish. <laughs> so, like, so like, think about this. I, w- I was thinking about this and I wasn't sure about this. And it really freaking scares me. Astaghfirullah. Allah SWT talks about how every soul on the Day of Judgment, Astaghfirullah, will have any good that they did in this world. And in some narrations say that any bad that they had, that any evil that they did in this world... Uh, presented in front of them basically like have they'll, they'll be accompanied with their deeds right and they'll want the deeds to be far far away so I started thinking man if like we commit a sin here and we ask Allah for forgiveness does Allah eliminate that completely in this world so that when we go in the day of judgment that's not even written anywhere or is it astaghfirullah the fact that it's still written because you did it but Allah will forgive you on the day of judgment. Well, th- there is a hadith that says if you repent, I think within the next prayer time or something like that, then it's it gets erased as <laughs> if it was never done. So I love so I love talking about Allah's mercy. Yeah. I love I love it so much mm-hmm. because as a person, like as a per- like you know as a person as humans, we're just so mistake prone, right? It's like you know we like you know we 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 like we sin. And that's like disobeying Allah, right? But the thing is, like Allah, His first two names are Rahman or Rahim. It's like it's so beautiful. Like the like, just mercy is like His His uh like His like his, first yeah, first way to first, introduce Himself. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And just there was also one hadith that, that 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 I read about was that when you commit a sin, when you when you uh, well, let me start with the good. When you when you commit like a like a righteous thing, and you know, like hopefully I'm not saying this wrong. Like you know, forgive me if I'm saying this wrong. But if you if you um, if you do something good, the angel the right of the right shoulder immediately immediately writes it down, right? Yeah. But if you do something oh, yeah. wrong, and Allah tells the le- angel of the left shoulder to hold on, yeah, he'll like you know let's see if he repents. Subhanallah, bro. So me that's that's just like wow. Allah and then once you Allah. repent, it's as if nothing happens. Allah. 
Nothing happened. It's like turning a blind eye. So, for real, it's literally like, like literally, Allah put us here and Allah literally saying, bro, it's fine if you make a mistake. The whole idea is just repent. Just repent. Just repent. It. It's so easy. It's about humility, I feel like. In the end, it's, it's, it's about humility. <clears throat> Understanding that I'm a flawed creature. I'm a flawed individual. And Allah is the one who's perfect. Of course. So, like, I mean, we, we always say, you know, Allah is the most merciful. Like, His mercy is never, is never ending, right? Yeah. But that's kind of demotivating, in in a sense, right? For somebody, people can take advantage of that. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> yeah, man, I don't feel like praying. Oh, Allah, Allah, forgive me. I'm just not gonna pray. So when does it become where it's like, I mean, Allah mercy doesn't have a limit, but like, is there like, a, a limit to it? For me, f no. Do you, do, you, do you get the question? No, I get. No, I definitely get the question. But I, so the the way I see it in that in that sense, right? If people like. I don't think anyone can take advantage of Allah's mercy. Like, that, I don't think that's possible. Because it just it matters about, like, Allah knows your heart, right? For example, like, you know, someone's like, oh, I'll just commit this, Allah will forgive me right away. Allah knows that's not, that's not sincere. Okay. Or maybe it could be sincere. SubhanAllah. You know? Like, you, like, us as humans, like, we're just so limited in what we can judge. Yeah. We judge off, some, off, you know, maybe the five senses. We judge off, you know, what we know in the past and all that stuff. But we can't actually look at someone's like heart. We can't open someone's heart and we can be like, oh, this guy is sincere. Uh -huh. So but Allah has that. Yeah. Allah has that ability to see, to see you know? Mm -hmm. So even though like, even though us humans, we, like we can think of it as like, we can take advantage of Allah's mercy. But I don't think we can. I really don't think so. Yeah. So I want to get your opinion on this. So like, we don't, have necessarily all the answers of yeah. what's right and what's wrong so when we do an action and if we have like fear that it's wrong and we do that action but we don't necessarily feel it's wrong we just fear that it is wrong how do we know we're not convincing ourselves that what we're doing is actually correct and we've kind of intentionally subconsciously pushed the idea of it just, being just wrong br just brush it yeah aside. and just like oh no it's it's halal like everything is okay everything's I feel so, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer with a, with a bit of like a story that, okay. that I've heard. Right? It's just so a story I, I kind of heard was that one time there was this th there's imam. I don't know if it's true. Okay. But it's a good it's it's a good lesson. Uh, the imam one day he um he was leading namaz, and just one time like you know like when he, one time he was he was reading namaz he broke his wudu mid uh mid prayer, mm -hmm. but he just kept going. You know, he's he feared like you know. It's, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. You turn around, <laughs> yeah. you're like you're you're like, hey, you know, guys, you know, I broke my wudu, you know, like all that stuff. But he just kept going, and he's like, oh you know what? God. You know what? Like nothing happened. Allah. And then he just like like he just did it again. Yeah. Be alone. He's while praying the mosque, bro. The guy, so the, that, the guy yeah. behind him was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> but slowly that added up to the point where some, like you know, he didn't think it was wrong. Wow. Right? He didn't think it yep. was wrong, right? Yep. And then he went to like some guys. He went to one of his other friends who was also like a like an imam. He's like, "Yeah, this happened. You know, there was no there was no uh, consequences. Like you know, when you don't see consequences like in front of you, yeah. At first, yeah. You just keep doing it until yeah. some consequence happened." Hmm. And then he told, so he, he, he told other imam, he's like, hey, you know, this is what happened. Nothing, like, you know, nothing happened to me after that. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, something did happen to you. He's like, what are you talking about? He was like, your iman got lower. Allah. That's true. 
So like, so I, I feel like that's also, I feel like that's more of like an indication of working on your Iman, right? Dang. I feel like guilt is one of the, guilt is one of the strongest feelings of Iman. I feel, I feel, like, Allah. I feel, Allah. I feel like, you know, when you, when you do something bad or on stuff, or even when you think something, again, the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we don't to buy a new mic. Order another mic. <laughs> Simba, hop on Amazon's <laughs> bill to me. Over time, break the mic. I just keep hitting the mic, you know. I'm very expressive, you know. I use my hands a lot. So it's like, you know, I'm just like, wacky. I'm a wacky and it's going to fly over there. You know, then it's like Umar, Umar's banned off the Taha theory, you know. But yeah, it's just, I feel like guilt is such a, it's such a good indicator. It's to the point where some things that I know, like, you know, I know that are, um, that are permissible or some things that I don't know about. Yeah. Right. Sometimes, you know, like, you know, you feel that guilt. Yeah. You're like you know what I'm go- I'm not gonna do it just to be safe, mm, and, I, and you know I feel you know I feel like that's that's, that's a sign. So of like right? Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel okay. So there's a there's a story about Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. His wife um found out that he was uh, drinking honey from his other wife, and he was spending extra five minutes or something like that. And then she got a little jealous or something. That's what I've heard. Okay, from the mm. I think hadith. But anyway, so she were you she, reading it because you were thinking of a second one? <laughs> She, she has her AirPods and so I can say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then she says, what's that smell? And he's like, oh, I ate honey. This is this. And she goes, I don't like the smell. And he says, I'll never eat it again. Sorry. And then Allah revealed uh, an eye in the Quran saying like, uh, oh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like, oh, why would you prohibit yourself, basically make something haram for yourself that I made halal, even though I I am the most uh, forgiving, most merciful, you know? You can take it as many different ways and like, wow, subhanAllah, thank you. Like, Allah is so amazing. But is that right? Like, if something is, I mean, honey is a big blessing. Yeah, honey yeah. is a big blessing. I love honey. Mm. If I were to stop such a big blessing of my life because there's doubt in something, like, or maybe Simra, for example, doesn't like it, and I stop eating honey, is that in a sense blocking off the, the blessing Allah gave you of having that, that blessing in your life? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like you're an amazing guy, mashallah. Imagine if we're trying to be friends, and I say like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. Like I'm missing out on something immense, something immense. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So is it's like, you catch what I'm saying? Like, is that wrong? I, yeah, no, no. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think the, I think like personally from what I understood from that story is that, you know, like promise of some, and and in every sense, alhamdulillah, like every story that you hear, promise of some, every story that you hear of anything like that is a lesson, right? Yeah, it is. So, um, I felt like, I felt like as if like, you know, maybe Allah was telling him, don't say I'll cut it off. Maybe I won't, I won't like Allah do it Allah with my wife, you know? Yeah. Like facts. maybe I'll like, you know, like clean, like clean up, make it, yeah. the smell go away and all that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that's it on days when I'm not coming to visit you. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. But true. like cutting it off, that's the same thing as like veganism. I, I think veganism oh, okay. is totally wrong Islamically. Oh, mashallah. Okay. Because you, because you're, I mean, you're taking away a of Allah, which Allah. You, which, what you make halal, yeah, right? Facts. Bro, that's so true. So, so what I've heard about that Sheesh. is it's okay. What I've heard is it's okay unless you believe that you are better than somebody else who's not vegan. Hmm. That's when it becomes wrong because you're taking away, you're taking, I mean, eating meat is sunnah, right? Doing uh, you, we do that. On, okay, you, of course. So if you think you're better than that, when Allah's prescribed that on you, that's when you're committing the sin. Yeah, I mean, I think vegans do take a lot of pride in what they do. They, they do. But but yeah. th- but th- that's really interesting that you said. It. It's almost as if like Allah is talking about the extreme levels, you know? 
Yeah, sorry about that. No worries, bro. You feel free to do it. No, it's it, was my, it was mom. You can't, you you can't, can't, you can't, you can't ghost mom, you know? She's going to hit me for this then. <laughs> She's like, who are you with? <laughs> who's, the, who's the lurky? You know? <laughs> yeah, but in a sense, it's almost like Allah SWT, uh, in that meaning, that, that way you took from it, it's almost like Allah SWT is saying, don't be extreme in cutting it off. Oh, yeah. yeah don't just sure. prohibit it from yourself. Like, oh, yeah. take, you can take other measures to... Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. So, well, what do you do about stuff that's, like, conflicting, right? Like, like Zabiha and non-Zabiha, right? For, for example, right? Yeah. What do you do there? Because you, you got Imam saying both. So, like, what do you even do at that point? I think, I think personally, you just go with the safest option, honestly. Because, like, you know, like, and I, I know what you're going to say. You're like, you know, what, like, both sides seem safe, right? Because on one side, there's like, like you know, the population is so big. You have to automate that process, right? But I also think, like, Islam is not a deen that can be, that can be like, you know, that changes over time. It doesn't, yeah. Right? Islam is something that once it was presented, Response. it can qualify for any time period Allah. in a sense, right? And this is not something, this is not saying that, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scholar, right? Okay. I, I'm not a scholar, but I don't, I don't eat like, you know, machine cut. I only eat like, you know, anything Mashallah. that's hand cut. Wow. And all that stuff. But that's just what I, be, that's just what I believe. That's what I interpret from the hadith and all that stuff, right? I could, I could very well, you know, but I don't look, I don't look at people and just say, you know, hey, you know, that's haram. You're <laughs> yeah. wrong. Yeah, so what wrong. the hell are you eating over there? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Sliders right now, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it's like, you know. I feel like it becomes a problem when you start like pointing yeah. fingers, judging people. You know? so, so do you think it's like almost a personal interpretation? Like I'll give an example. Like Allah he says it in the Quran that for believers, he gives them a sense of right and wrong in yeah. their actions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you, how are you supposed to say, you know that thing you were talking about guilt. I think that's when you feel the sense of, oh, what I'm doing is wrong. Sometimes I say something and I'm like, I feel that guilt. I don't know why, but okay. And you kind of repent. So could it come down to like, that's your personal test and my personal test, like different scholar, for example, one says it's haram, one says it's halal. Could it be just that specific person's test for for them to believe it's haram? And then this person, all this one says, no, it's fine. You can eat it kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think any test that person gives is like, I don't think there's one test that everyone gets. Yeah. Because everyone's living in their own universe. Exactly, bro. right? Like, you know, like you're married. Yeah. That's your test. That's a big test, bro. <laughs> and Alhamdulillah, and, don't have and, that and, test and, right you know, now. Me and Taha aren't married, right? Yeah. Like, um, but that's that could be our test, you know? You know, like, yeah. my, like Alhamdulillah, you, like, you know, you're married. You have, like, you know, you completed half your deen. You have, um, like, mashallah, you know, you have, now you have, you know, you go through life with, with that person, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and then me and Taha, our test is like, you know, we, maybe Allah's like, you know, you have to be, you have to have sabr. Mm hmm. You have to just, you know... And stay away from all the other women that are running after you, women, bro. Man. You gotta stay away from all that's the... That's hard, bro. Yeah. But no, like... But like, but that's... Go yeah. back to your test, you know? Like, you know... Like, I don't... Like, we don't know what the test is, right? We can only yeah. infer what our tests are and all that stuff. But it's all about... It's about just having the suburb going through and all that stuff. You know, that reminds me, like... Just like what you're saying, it's like everyone's literally on their own, like, route. They're on their own trail, right? Yeah. Sometimes when I'm praying Jummah Namaz and I put my head on the ground, we're all doing sujood. Sometimes in the back of my mind, I think, dude, how beautiful is it for like, from like thinking of it from a higher perspective, like all these Muslims, mashallah, like they're all face on the floor, praising Allah, like subhanAllah, like what a beautiful thing. But then I think when I think like that, I feel like I'm just one of many, 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 many. Yeah. 
But if I think of it like, bro, like I'm in my own universe. I have a special connection with Allah. When I'm on the day of judgment, Allah's not going to group people and judge them together. No. Allah's going to astaghfirullah. He's going to judge each and every single individual. So scary. Astaghfirullah. Every second of your life. So I'm like, yeah, astaghfirullah. So I was like, so if I'm in sujood, although I'm with several of these, several of these people, that's not going to help me, bro. I have to stand alone on the day alone. of judgment to Allah. Yeah. And tell him, yeah, you know, I did sujood to you. And you know, like, and every human, every, chilling, every human being has to do that. It's chilling. It's every it's, freaking it's, human being. It's such a chilling feeling, dude. Because the thing is, like, as like as humans, right? We we like it's it's human nature that we value companionship. Yeah. Right. We value being accepted by others. We value having others, like friends. You know, having a spouse. You know, our case, four spouses. But you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, but we just value companionship in general. Thinking of just you standing alone with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and He's judging you. That to me, bro, that's like, like that just makes me want to like run right now and just like stay in the masjid. <laughs> like, I don't know, about, like I don't know about y'all. It's just it's such a scary feeling because, dude, if I'm and you know, but and the craziest thing is going back to Allah's mercy is that Allah is gonna be so rageful that day. The seas are gonna be fire. The beautiful ocean, the Pacific Ocean, love is gonna be fire. Right? Just think about that and also. But even then, Allah Allah will still cover your sins. Allah if you cover, cover sins. if you cover other people's sins. Tell me, tell me someone's sin that you do so I can not tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this cheat code, bro. Look at this cheat code. <laughs> I got a few sins. Taha, Taha's got a few sins on me. <laughs> off the air, though. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Even on the day of judgment. <laughs> like, um, yeah, man. There's something I wanted to say on that. Um, do you have anything to say on that? Uh, I was going to say something. Yeah, I mean, there's a story about... Um, there's this man who is, um, you know, he, he's, he's been told he's going to Jahannam, right? So the angels start grabbing him and um, dragging him to Jannah. And he, and, he, and he yells out to Allah SWT and is like, oh, oh Allah, uh, don't let me go or, you know, help me. And Allah asks him, did you, um, did you not sin in the world? Did you, not, did you not know what you're doing was wrong? He's like, I, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I had faith in your mercy and that you would forgive me. And Allah asked the angels to let him go and said, my, my servant has um, relied, relied, relied on my mercy, so I will, I'll be merciful to him and allows him to Jannah. This is, this is a man who was like, being drug, dragged down to hell. And I, I said, I, I, I thought you would forgive me. So I have like, I have like two different like ideas of what the day of judgment could be, understanding that I know nothing, right? In Surah Yasin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes about how there's going to be two different groups of people basically. Some that wake up on the day on the day of judgment, astaghfirullah, imagine the scene first and foremost. You come out of your freaking graves, bro. Literally, like when I was when I first learned about the day of judgment when I was like six or seven years old in Madras Islamia. Allahu Akbar. And my aunt lived in the apartments next next door. And when when they described everything to me, I was like my legs were literally shaking Allah. walking to my uh, my aunt's apartment. Man, I was like, is this is this like crazy? Like, yeah, what, how can we even live in the world knowing that there's a day of judgment? Wallahi, so, bro. Yeah, Wallahi, bro. We, we put it in our back of our minds, man. Bro, I, I think intentionally because I don't know how we can live live life knowing I, that there's every a day time. Thereafter. Every time I think about it, I just remember being just like a little kid, just like being so wow. scared about it. Wow, subhanallah. And all that. Subhanallah. And just like, you know, just thinking about like just thinking about all, like my entire life, like, you know, it, like you, you, 
you can't compare yourself with the Sahaba at all. Not at all, right? So like, even them being so scared of the Day of Judgment, of being so scared, even the, the people who are guaranteed Jannah, like, you know, like the 10 who are guaranteed mm-hmm. Jannah, right? Even they were so scared. Man. Right? It's so crazy. Like, like Osman bin Affan of the Anha, he was, he was guaranteed paradise, right, for one day. And then Muhammad said, if you don't, if you buy this well for the Muslim Ummah, I'll guarantee you paradise. He's already guaranteed paradise. And he did. He donated money to buy the well. So he guaranteed paradise again. And then they they were funding for a war. And he said the same thing. Whoever funds this war will be guaranteed paradise. Yeah. He did it for a third time, donated his entire wealth. But these people were so scared. What when they were guaranteed, they still weren't satisfied. Not at they all. They still wanted more assurances. So they kept working towards more guarantees. And that's crazy to me. Just just the work that they put in, man. And all like. It, it just it just like it, rem- it reminds me of like what they gave up mm-hmm. like the amount of things they gave up I'm, there was there was a story about the about the drought mm-hmm. where like Prophet Sam said you know just bring whatever you can so that we can pile it up and we can you know just use it together right mm-hmm. and then uh you had uh, Umar Umar he came and he's like you know what I'm gonna bring half of everything I had half half of everything he bought it there he like he bought it and all that stuff and then, subhanAllah, then he saw Sayyidina Abu Bakr come in. Mm-hmm. He bought everything he had. Yeah. Everything he had, man. He did, like, they did not care about this world, man. They did not care at all. Yeah. So, to add to that, right? So, when, when I think this was, it was for funding for one of the wars, yeah. right? And so, Umar al-Adham came and he, he gave half his wealth. And Rasulullah said, hey, what did you leave for your wife and kids, your wives yeah. and your kids? He said, oh, I left them half, my, I gave you half my wealth, I left them half my wealth. And Abu Bakr came and he gave all his wealth. And uh, Rasulullah asked him, what, what did you leave for your wife and your kids? He said, oh, I left my uh, my wife and kids, Rasulullah and Rasulullah Like They had that much. For, like, imagine working all your life and just, because I mean, we all want wealth. We all want that security, right? Right. But these guys didn't care. Like, you know, Allah will take care of us. They don't their entire wealth. Rasulullah did it three times. Oh, he yeah. went from rich to nothing three times. Man, it's just it's it's like it, their stories are just so inspiring, honestly. But like, but like you know, I I asked a lot I asked a lot of people this, and I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you this as well, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to Umrah because I that, because that's because you know that that place that city is just so many things so many things has happened, you know, so many experiences you feel. Because not only is it like, is it your emotional experience? It's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember the first time you went to like Makkah or Medina? And what did you feel? Yeah, so I don't remember the first time. Because I mean, I've been to Humla like five or six times. Yeah. But I remember the time I went in 2019. Oh, 2019? And that's when I I feel like I really became Muslim. I think before that, it was just, you know, I was wow! Imagine that I was becoming becoming Muslim. Like, you know, you know how like there's cultural Jews and there's, re- there's religious Jews, right? And yeah. I felt like I was a cultural Muslim, where I was I didn't find the Muslims because my family was Muslim, but I really didn't, I didn't pray, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So I I remember going there and I'm like, man, water in the chai is too strong, bro. <laughs> Way too strong. Um, I remember getting to Medina. And feeling my heart just open up. It was the weird, it just, it felt like a gush of air inside of me where it opened yeah. up, where I felt like 
I had this like cloudiness in my body, in my brain that just opened up and walking up to the masjid and it just, I mean, every step you felt like this empowerment and you felt like, dude, why, why am I not praying like other namaz? Why am I barely praying the five daily prayers? Like, they felt like you were, no matter what you've done in your life, you've underachieved and now you can feel so much more. Um, and then, so Medina was incredible. You know, you, you know, seeing the Prophet Everyone's so nice over there too. Dude, they are, but you know the craziest thing? Did you remember in Medina, right? There's this guy who's standing and telling you to move along right in front of the... the yeah, yeah. You know why that is? Why is that? It's actually because... They are trying to avoid bid'ah. Wow. Because there's so many people who stand there and pray to him. So they're limiting the time that you can stand there. So you just have like, all you have time to say is, They're protecting the shirk, bro. Yeah. And then they push you along. And you know, my mom told me this time, the women don't even get to see, you know what we see when we go there, we see like the grave and we see that, they don't see that. They're not allowed to go there. Really? They're, they, you know, like where uh, Riyaz al Jannah is? Mm-hmm. They can only stand there and say salam. Oh, wow. And that is who? The women? Yeah, the women. So they, they can't see, they don't see what we see. And they even point him in the wrong direction. So my mom asked the girl, where is it? And, I, and she told him it was straight. And my mom's like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not straight. It's to, it's to your left. That's where his grave is. Okay. And it's because they say that women are more likely to commit shirk. Wow. I think yeah. it's more of an emotional, more of an emotional, emotional thing. Yeah. thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow, think about it. Like the more logical you are, the more likelihood <laughs> that you're not gonna commit shirk. Yeah. Subhanallah. Oh, yeah. There's like, if you look at there's so much so much stuff that happens in Makkah Medina that like blow your mind. You know, if you go to Jannat al-Baqi, the, the graveyard in, in Medina, it's the most peaceful place in the world. It is, it really like, is. Like it's it's I, I've never felt I walked into a graveyard and been like felt like this cooling presence yeah you go to a graveyard and you're like oh my god like like these are people that were here before you know Subhanallah, bro the companions bro. Companions, bro. but if you ask for the companions graves nobody will tell you where they are they won't if you ask somebody hey where's aisha Dom's grave what work there oh they don't know because no, no, it's they, like, they know <coughs> oh they know okay. they know but they won't tell you because there are people who hate her and oh that will stuff do stuff to her grave you know one uh, one story about um Baki that I thought was insane, insane. So the, the prophet the prophet knew about Jantul Baki and everything. Mm-hmm. What, what is that like? What it's it's a graveyard in Medina that has the it, it's a very it, it, no, it's very special because Rasulullah said if you are about to die, go to Medina and get buried there. Die in Medina because anybody who's buried in Jantul Baki, I will intercede for them on their judgment. <laughs> Wow, yeah. So, so one one story about it, uh, one story about it is about Sayyidina Usman mm-hmm. So when he got assassinated, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 people who assassinated him, they made it like their their mission. They're like, we're gonna bury him outside of Jantul Baki, you know, as such as a disrespect. Obviously, you know, first of all, you kill like one of the, one Rasulullah's closest, you know, like circle. And then you bury him outside. You try to bury him outside Jannah Bukhi, right? So then, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact specification story, but basically, like you know, I think they got confused or something like that. So they found us. So they found us. Found that okay, we're gonna bury him here, right? 
and they didn't they didn't know it, but they buried him in the heart of Jantu Bukhi. <laughs> oh, Allahu Akbar, bro. It was, Come on. I was like, man, the mercy, they plan the Allah mercy plans. of Allah. Allah. It's, it's wild. And, and you know, something something that Daha, something that Daha said that really resonated with me was, he, you, you went to, you went to Umrah in 2019, and you felt like that's when you actually became Muslim. So I think I became Muslim before that, but that's like the first time I went with like Iman in my heart, and it right. felt so different being there. Wow, like, I've been there before, and it was like, it, it was cool, it was nice. But man, when I went there with Iman, like it was, I had so much energy. Like, literally, I was at, at the masjid all night doing tawaf, doing multiple umrahs, um, and it was like never tiring. When I went before that, you know, like it was kind of. Literally, like one of the times I went, I literally watched TV in my hotel room at times, you know? Yeah. So it was so different going there after you found Islam. Yeah. Truly, when you truly believe, it's different. I So I believe that, you know, especially with people like us who were born Muslim and that grew up Muslim, right? I believe that we're not, like, how do I say this in a way where it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like bad. But I, I feel like we find Islam too. Like, we have to find Islam. Facts, bro. 100%. That, that's like, you know, like we, I think it's just like, it's like when we grow up with Islam, it's so desensitized, right? 100%. It's like, bro. oh, it's Islam. It's, you know, yeah. it's what we believe in, you know. So, a way of life. But when you actually like look into it, and the thing is, like, like a lot of people, a lot of people don't study Islam. They don't look into Islam. They don't look, they don't actually like question their, their, yeah, question their question. religion. I think if you don't question your, question your religion, Allah. then, you know, like, Bismillah. how can you actually know, right? That's, that's like so one, true, of, one of the most most crazy things. If you go to Pakistan, right? Everybody in America is so much more has so much more Islamic knowledge than you they would do in Pakistan, right? And it's a crazy because you would expect right it to be part of their day to day learning, but the the, the it fact, becomes like a culture. The yeah, fa the fact is, since we live in a in a Christian majority country, we have to know our religion very 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 well. Right. If you don't, you'll go astray. No. But over yeah. there, it's like. Everything's status quo, right? I mean, like, oh, you're gonna live in a Muslim country. There's only you only eat the biha, right? There's no yeah. there's no bacon, like you know, like it's there's namaz namaz is going on every time, all, all day, right? So yeah. you don't necessarily learn that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, just just back to back to the uh, the test, you know. Yeah. That's our test yeah. in a sense, where I feel like us growing up in like in this generation, right? Us gr us growing up like Gen Z millennials and all that. I feel I feel like you know we live in like like Daha said we live in such a society where Islam is just like so the opposite like this country actually yeah. actually like <laughs> it makes you go away from it honestly uh, it's like, a, Islam. Yeah, like the norm is that if you're like if you re if you read five times a day yeah you're too religious yeah yeah and that's the bare minimum Allah that is the bare minimum of being a Muslim right if you don't like if you're away from your namaz right you honestly see like your life crumble a bit. Yeah. You feel like there, there's people that I've seen that went from five days namaz to like, you know, struggling with their namaz and they say, you know, like, I don't have peace in my life. Yeah. You know? Yep. And I think that's just, like, you know, those five, ten minutes where you pray namaz, it should be an escape from, like, escape from everything, right? People, the world, like, yeah. I, I'm guilty of it too. I rush through namaz. I thought Apple was like great with their battery. <laughs> I guess not. Now when they're recording, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, these guys. So I guess you, I guess we can finish off with uh with your point about haram relationships. Yeah. No. So like you know, things are things are haram like like we said for a reason, right? 
and even like even I look at like celebrities and all that stuff like when people find out that someone else has been in a relationship before them it kind of hurts a bit doesn't it it does absolutely. you know because relationships are about exclusivity like exclusivity yeah. exclusivity am I saying that right I think so yeah exclusivity there we go yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's you know you want that person for you right and yeah. you know thinking about like they've been they've been like intimate you know like not yeah. not like not like physically but like but you know, anything you know anything yeah. you know like you know like share their secrets or anything like that and like that's kind of i i guess that's kind of why you know allah's like you know just stay away from that type of stuff you know if you want if you really want something make it halal you know yeah i think i think one common mistake about why people even enter into haram relationships is either they obviously we're going to talk about the people who have bad intentions and people who just have bad intentions that well, that's that's no no-brainer right there. Yeah. But the people who actually genuinely make a mistake when they go into these like boyfriend girlfriend things and they think they're like future person, I think a lot of that has to do with the hastiness behind it. They're in a rush to find their person yeah. that they just see any type of sign they rush into it rather than actually like taking a step and really evaluating everything before hopping into it. See, I don't know, because it, it, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because, I mean, back in the day, there was, like, a lot more easiness. And, I mean, now you kind of have to talk to someone in that relationship before you get married. I mean, like, now people are much more evil. There's a lot, there's, and there's so many more conflicts, so many different th points of views, right? So, like, I feel like you kind of have to have those conversations. You kind of have to date for a little bit. I mean, I mean, yeah, but there's a halal way of interacting and a haram yeah. way of interacting, you know? I mean, I mean, if you look at it strictly from an Islamic standpoint, right? You talk to him a couple of times and then you move forward, right? But you, I don't think you can do that anymore in, t in today's world. Well, you know, I don't think there's a there's a, a number of how many times you're supposed to talk to someone like, before you're... Like, I don't think there's an Islamic number. Okay, talk to them two times. If, they, if, if they're not that bad in two times, then you can do it. I mean, but you can't talk to them without a, ma a mahram present, right? For the girl, that that's an Islamic way. I, I think you can also talk in public, right? That's and what I heard. I, I think yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think there's, a, there's an issue about that. I don't think there's an issue with that. Yeah. Really, I, I, I've heard a mahram has to be... Like Islamically, no, no, yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've heard that too, yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure about that, right? Yeah, um, I don't know about that either, but I just know that in like you can't talk in private. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Right, but then, then it becomes like, like no, texting a girl is te I mean, that's private as you get, right? And I mean, you can't really have a relationship nowadays without texting, texting. Yeah. So it becomes very difficult to stand by the 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 book and get married in, in today's society. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see that and I, and I, and I agree with that, right? But mm -hmm. I also feel like that there's, you know, um, like I, I feel like I'm, t what I'm talking about more is about people acting married, yeah, when they're dating, That's fact, right? Yeah. That's like, I feel like Taha, you're 100 percent right because things are more complicated these days. The society that we live in, right? It's so hard to find someone, someone like you know, with the same base as you, right? Once you have that base and you establish, you're like, you know what? I want to push this further. Like, let's see, like, you know, let's uh, let's talk. Let's get a little more serious and all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But then when you know, like, like these days, like celebrities and you know, like you know, people all that stuff, they start living together before they're married. You know, <laughs> they're like, why are they acting married? Yeah, but they're not like, like getting why, married. Like, why are you like why are you acting married, bro? Like, get it, yeah. get it official. And the thing is, like, there's also the culture of. You can break things off like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. easier break. It's the ease of break. The lack of commitment. Exactly. You know? You're kind of setting yourself up for failure, disappointment in a sense. True, 100%. Right? 100%. Because I, I also feel like a lot of, like, back to the whole Islamic discipline and Islamic rules. And, you know, Taha said earlier that Ramadan forces you 
to fast. Why? To create a sense of discipline, you know, to to kind of like put your nafs down and say, you know what, you like Allah is making me do this for a betterment. You know, I have to do this, right? And all that stuff. And people, be, but it's kind of like where, like how you look at it. Yeah. You can look at it from that perspective, or you can be like, you know, Islam is such a constructive religion, or it's like, you know, it's like choking me. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do I ha have to do this, right? Yeah. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. Just yeah, I love I love the way you it's, said that. It's, it's just a, a it's, way of life. Yeah, it's a way of life. You know, it brightens your life up. You know, it it helps yeah. you physically in your body by the fasting and all that, and it just yeah, it's a way of life to improve your life. Yeah, for sure. Subhanallah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much negativity negativity about Islam stuck for a lot. You know, stuck for a lot. Especially in the in this day of age, I just like I love I love having having these talks connecting yeah. life with Islam. Yeah, Subhanallah. Right? Yeah, it's just it makes not only does it make you appreciate your your religion more, it just makes you appreciate life more. Man. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Hmm. It's a blessed thing. This life is real talk. Hey, Allah gave it. For real, Allah gave it. This life, I mean, this life can be a blessing if you like if you make it to. Yeah. It can also be a like be hell a, if you make it to as well. For love, bro. Yeah. For love. I love it, bro. Okay, I think we'll just cancel it right there, end it right there, I not cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, wait, let's shake hands. You gotta make it the uh, official like. Love you, bro. Thank you Thank so much. Of course, awesome. my bro. I love you, bro. Thank you. Love I've you been too. wanting to have you for a while, so it's really cool. For sure, man. I've been, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been wanting to hang out with this guy ever since I saw like an Instagram post of him like uh, praying on a masjid, like, <laughs> not on a masjid, a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that little thing. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? On top of the masjid. On top, <laughs> on top of the masjid. <laughs> That's completely normal. On, on the member. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, telling... you go to the imam. Excuse me. You know, I'm, 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 let me pray real quick. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Taha that's funny. It's really cool. This like our first time. I actually interacting with each other like for real insane yeah insane. that's really cool subhanallah no but it's it's pretty crazy how like uh, like i remember when i was when i was when i asked you a question right mm -hmm. on uh on uh one of the q and a's and all that stuff and you're like i've never met like yeah, we never hung out right yeah but i feel a connection i'm like you know what yeah bro it's so rare it's so rare for so rare right so rare i think i think it just goes like you know not the iman, but like I guess like when you have like the love of Allah between Allah. each other, when you love someone for the sake of Allah, yeah, it kind of shows, right? Allahu Akbar. This and, is, you know, good conversation, good chai, you know. Subhanallah. Better. Subhanallah. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about that. That what you said. Yeah. It's almost like you just somehow have this love between one another, but you don't know why. And I feel like it's because the love that individual has, each individual has. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the souls are speaking to one another. Oh, yeah. The words oh, yeah. don't have to say, the words don't have to have they any. They don't have to, dude. They but the souls to. somehow are, are, are noticing about the other individual that our logic can't, our intellect can't. I don't know why the freak I loved you. I, I love him like a brother. Wallahi, <laughs> for I do. sure. No, well, uh, same here, bro. Wallahi. Jazakallah khair, bro. I really and appreciate that. You know, you know uh, when I when uh, in LA, we I was running out of time for Usr, right? And we were driving, me and my friend were driving to Malibu, we were going to Griffith, right? So we were driving, and I realized I was like, "Man, I'm, I'm running out of time for for uh, for us, sir." So then we pulled the car aside, and literally it was on a mountain. Allahu Akbar. It was on a mountain, and uh, we didn't have like a jana or anything, so we had to like get like the car seat matches. And I was like, "Yeah." But literally, I, I looked at, it, I'm like, "Bro, this is. I think this is like this reminds me of when like uh, when uh, Faraz did it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm wow, like, I'm, I'm like, this honored. is something I've wanted to. I crossed off my Allah. bucket list. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, yeah. I am honored. Inspiration, dude. Mashallah. Wow, I don't deserve that. Alhamdulillah.
That's beautiful. That's a beautiful yeah. thing, bro. Alhamdulillah. Hey, I thought of you too. Remember when uh that was That was so <laughs> funny. I actually I actually wanted to say dude, it, so it was it was so funny when when uh I like I usually don't get I usually don't get snaps from Faraz that much, right? <laughs> but I got I got a I got a snap and it was hit with him and Simra and then he was just taking a snap and he's like he's like say hi uh, you want to say hi to Umar Fatah? And then she's like, what the hell? <laughs> and like, then, and then he from? flipped the camera around and just started sipping like you know like everything was normal. And I thought that was a fun. I, I was I was like dying of laughter, bro. I was like that's the funniest thing. That's it was so the funniest funny. thing on earth, bro. It was the funniest thing on earth. Bro.